Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Hey y'all, what's good? What's happening? Welcome to Right Nowish. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. In case you missed it, Right Nowish producer Marisol Medina Cadena and I recently had the pleasure of hosting a comedy night at KQED's headquarters. We were yearning for some comic relief because of that constant storm of bad news and deadlines and grinding to pay the bills. I mean, I think it's something that we all can relate to. And at the same time, we also need more moments of connection and release. So we were happy to facilitate that. It was a packed house, evidence that we weren't the only ones who needed comedy. And then I tried my hand at getting a joke off and it flopped because comedy is freaking hard. It's you and all your nerves and your vulnerabilities, plus a mic versus the entire audience. Luckily on that night, drinks were poured and jokes were cracked. A handful of audience members opened up the evening with an open mic and laughter filled the theater space. After the ice was broken and the punchlines were rolling, three talented local comedians, Mike Evans Jr., Jackie Kelly-E-A-A, and Dara M. Wilson, stepped on the stage one at a time to headline the event. Today, we're sharing excerpts from our headliner sets. It was a night to remember. I invite you to sit back and let the laughter roll after this message from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. 
Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Right now, ish. San Francisco's Mike Evans Jr. was the first headliner of the evening. The actor and comedian is the force behind the web series, Rent Check, and a regular at venues around the Bay Area. He got things started off with some um, honest reflections about the next generation. I work at a middle school, though, so I fucking hate those kids, honestly. Like, anybody shaking their head does not work in education. I'll tell you that right now. Like, you all seem like pretty good people right now, but think about who you were in middle school. For real. You're the ugliest you ever were. On the outside and the inside. Right? Just shitty little people. So, first day of school a few days ago, I saw this little girl get hit in the face with a burrito. And I'm glad some of you laughed because I almost got fired for laughing. (laughs) And throwing the burrito. But that's... It's besides the point. Um, But they're mean. They're mean, man. There's this one kid who I hate the most, honestly. uh, I, like, think about him, like, I'm often like, I fucking hate this kid. But he he makes fun of my hairline every day, which is why I wear a hat now. (laughs) Like, for real. Like, every day I greet the class. I'm like, hey, class, good morning. And a normal response would be, good morning, Mr. Mike. Right? But every day I greet this kid. He's like, hey, Mr. Mike, you don't have a hairline. So I got back at him. I was like, you know what, kid? You don't have a dad. (laughs) Then I went to the whole class. I was like, hey, class, knock, knock. Not that kid's father. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's why I have messed up jokes, honestly. I'm just reflecting what's going on. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I even want to vote in the next election, though, personally, because uh, I feel like all the problems we're facing right now in the world, we can't even vote our ways out of it, right? We thought we did with Biden, but that shit didn't work, right? So what I'm going to do next election is that uh, I'm going to adopt a little white kid and have him infiltrate the Republican Party. (laughs) You guys think that would work? Right? If I name something hella white, like, like Tanner. Right, it's the whitest name I could think of. I mean, there'd be this one awkward day in his life, though, where he's like, Dad, how come I'm not black like you? And I'd be like, well, Tanner, it's because you were sent here from the future to stop conservatives from ending the world. (laughs) He'd be like, wow, who sent me, Dad? I'd be like, "Uh, Childish Gambino. (laughs) Because he has powers. Um, He'd be like, well, will I ever be black like you, Dad? I'd be like, well, Tanner, no, but once you stop the KKK, the NRA, and Fox News, you'll be the realest nigga of all time. <laughs> all time. You know, when, uh, when the article first came out, when Supreme Court was talking about like, outlawing abortion, I was actually going on a date with this girl at the time that like, all of a sudden stopped talking to me. And in my head... I want to do the thing that we all do when political things happen. I want to go on Instagram and post the right articles and use the right hashtags and do this and that. And it just, I didn't want to feel performative. Like, yes, that's how I really feel, but it just felt like to respond in that way, it's just kind of like, is this really helping? You know what I mean? And the reason I say that is because when George Floyd got murdered, 
a lot of my white friends hit me up and were like, yo, Mike, oh, I'm so sorry. Yo, like, I listen to Kendrick Lamar now. Like, I fucking, like, I feel you. And it's like, maybe, like how women didn't want to hear man's voices, I didn't want to hear a white person's voice, but I kept hearing it all the time, man. Like, even fucking, like, Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's came out with, like, a flavor. Like, we have a Black Lives Matter flavor. I'm like, what, chocolate? <laughs> it doesn't help. But that's what they do to oppressed groups. They're like, we want rights. They're like, we're going to give you black stories on Netflix. Women are like, we want rights. How about an all-female Ghostbusters cast? It's like, no, we want rights. So I don't know how to make that funny, but I feel like there's a connection between the two struggles, you know? And that's what we're doing comedy for. So, um, yeah. So I'll end with this. Um, if the world was to end in a zombie apocalypse, who would you rather be around? A conservative or a liberal? Say <laughs> conservative. No, I'm ruffling up your, your feathers right now. But it's conservative, right? If zombies are coming after us, who would you, who think about who has guns and a bunker and like weird shit, like heat vision goggles and camouflage hats? It's conservatives, right? And also, I wouldn't want to be around a liberal in a zombie apocalypse because I can't be around somebody having a fucking panic attack next to me, right? Like, oh, I can't eat a person. Like, yo, I don't need empathy in the apocalypse, okay? I need ignorance. I do. I need shoot him in the head, which is a conservative thing to say, right? Like, real quick, make some noise if you've ever had anxiety in your life. It's because you're liberal. It's because you're all liberal. That's why. That's why you have it. For real, listen, anxiety is exclusively a liberal thing. That's it. Listen, conservatives create anxiety, liberals go through that shit. That's how it works. You'll never hear somebody on Fox News like, oh, I'm anxious about the election. You know why? Because they fix that shit. My name is Mike, y'all. Have a good night. Jackie Kelly-E-E-I-I is a comedian who has graced stages from the Bay to New York. She's a product of the East Bay, raised in Hayward and now living in Oakland. Jackie's family is indigenous to Northern California. That's a point that she often raises during her stand-up. And given her dating life, it makes for some comedic anecdotes. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not married, but I was engaged at one point in time. Yes, um, to an Englishman. Okay. I said I was, though, so we got to hear the story about how that worked out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was, like, legit, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had, like, the really good accent, you know, but, like, the really bad teeth, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was a real boy. Yeah, someone said authentic. I was like, yeah, actually, that's true, authentic. It's so funny. I remember our first date, like, everything was going, like, really well, okay? And he looks over at me and says, I find your company more than adequate. That worked, people, it worked. Uh, how sad was I? Uh, it worked so well, I ended up engaged and I moved to London to be with him. Yes. So here I was in England. I had, um, we had a venue booked. We had a photographer booked. We had the save the dates or the STDs as I affectionately called them. There we go. The one thing we didn't have, uh, we didn't get along, no. 
No, we argued about every little thing. Yeah, didn't get along. No, it got so bad that I began finding meaning in Taylor Swift lyrics. That's when I was like, ooh, I gotta go. <laughs> and here's the hard part about it being in England, okay? So I'm native. Um, I'm Urington, Paiute, and Washoe, and I'm native Hawaiian. So it was like a, a real interesting experience being in the cradle of colonization. You know what I'm saying? It's a trip. It's a trip. But like, here's the funny thing. So we got an apartment, and uh, he would always complain about how I would steal the covers at night. And I was like, listen, white man. <laughs> I don't trust you with my blankets. <laughs> cultural differences. Uh, cultural difference. Um, yeah. So I was like, you know what? This ain't for me. Uh, it's not for me. It's not for me. So I headed home, and uh, I took the ring with me. That's right. Took the ring. Kept it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, here's the funny thing. He was like, Jackie, as long as that ring exists, there's still a chance for us. So I was like, let's take this unholy talisman back from whence it came. I was like, we're going to Mordor today. Let's go, Samwise Gamgee. But here's the funny thing. Okay, so I've been to the British Museum, all right, where everything they stole is on display. I have been to the Tower of London, okay, where they have the royal jewels and gems, okay? Like, this country can produce a gem that can haunt an entire family line, okay? You want to know where he got my ring? Shanko. I was like, what? Uh, like, he hit the 92 and exited at San Mateo. Do you see what I'm saying? I was like, this was an international fucking love affair. Uh, you went to Shanko. See, all the Bay Area folks know what this is about. You know what I'm saying? You know, when we go to the A's games, you know, we, we don't do the anthem. No, we take off our hats and we go open weekdays till 9, Saturday and Sunday till 5, online at shanko.com. But I am, uh, I'm dating now. Do we have any single folks in the audience? There you go, okay, cool, cool, very excited. And see, like, here's the thing, like, it was the early days, you know, in the pandemic, we had, like, no vaccine, we were just raw dog in the world, and <laughs> scary time, you know? So if you were dating, you had to do those virtual, you know, the virtual dates to start, right? Because you had to ask yourself the important question, is this dick to die for? <laughs> Turns out, no, uh, none of them. Uh, the most offensive one though was like, I did a video date and like we set a time and a place, did my makeup, picked the cutest corner of my studio apartment, you know, I was ready. This dude was watching a football game. And he was just like, oh, no, it's fine, I I'm here. And I'm like, what are you watching? Here's the, the hard part. Um, it was a Raider game. <laughs> I was like, why the suspense? We know how this ends. Uh, no second date, uh, no second date, no second date, yeah. Uh, but I am getting hit on lately by dudes in athleisure wear. <laughs> Are folks familiar with this, athleisure wear? Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, it's uh, just sweats, it's just sweats. <laughs> Looks like he's going to the gym, uh, never been, uh, no intention <laughs> of going. A single drawstring holds the whole outfit together. 
If you pull on it, everything falls straight to the floor. <laughs> but it's insulting, right? Because I'm like, can you try before you hit on me? You know what I'm saying? Thank you. A little common courtesy. <laughs> you know? So, like, if you look like you came from a game of pickup, please do pick up your game. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And at this point, I don't even need a zipper. Honestly, I don't. I don't. But like a button, please, a carefully placed button to let me know that you tried before you hit on me, right? Yes. So for folks in the room, just a bit of sage advice from Jackie here. Dress for the pussy that you want. Thank you. Thank you. Not the pussy that you are. That's my time. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Dara M. Wilson is a comedian, podcast host, visual artist, and so much more. After growing up in the Bay Area, she has since relocated to Los Angeles. With confidence and ease, Dara fuses her experience as a black woman into her comedy routines. It's her way of pointing out some of the less comedic aspects of life. How's everyone still feeling? Y'all still feeling good? Yeah! Amazing. I'm just going to jump right in because I have things to talk to you about today. Things of substance. I'm so glad I brought my substance today. I almost didn't. I wanted to talk about imposter syndrome. Y'all know about this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is when you, you like have a job and you're like, I don't know why they gave me this job. <laughs> I don't know how to do nothing. <laughs> They're gonna find out. <laughs> I've dealt with this, I'm sure a lot of the people in the audience have as well. And it's, it's amazing, especially when you work in tech, I've worked in tech before and you're alongside, you're sitting there feeling like an imposter and you're next to someone with a tall white man confidence. You're just on opposite ends of the spectrum. It is, it's an epidemic, even the short ones, just bursting, <laughs> bursting with confidence, unearned, and yet there it is. And so I thought, like, how do we, how do we balance the scales a bit? How do I do this for myself? And in my last job, I did something, and it worked for me, so I wanted to share this with you all today. Um, yeah, uh, instead of thinking of myself as an imposter, I now think of myself as a scammer. Okay? Yes. Yeah, so I started, I started in the interview process. I wore my hair in a nice little, ooh, like a tidy little natural poof, like a, I'm one of the good ones. Poof, you know? I waited until I got the job and had it for a few weeks before I installed like the purple Havana 24 inch braids down the back. That's right, and with the earrings and the head wrap and even I looked in the mirror and was like, wow, she's ethnic. <laughs> Yeah, I'm taking it a step further. Um, I am switching professions. I'm, I'm taking the scamming to a next level. I am doing something called life coaching. Yeah, it's a new level of scam. 
I'm really into it. I'm gonna tell you why it's a scam, because I hear your laughter, and you are wrong. That is not why. I, um, I have a lot of experience and uh, background in psychology and like hours and hours and hours of training, like so many hours of white people training me and like, I've been through so much, so that's not why. The reason it is a scam is because um, I enjoy it. <laughs> have you experienced this? Have you done a job and been like, this is nice? <laughs> yes, no? <laughs> I don't, am I alone? I have no idea. Um, I'm not made from hearty stuff. This is part of the reason why I have to be sitting down right now. Um, and I have recently found out why I did the 23andMe. And you might be wondering, Dara, why would you, a black, voluntarily give your genetic information to a private organization that might give it to the government or police forces? And <clears throat> I do have the answer, and that is that I'm 23% white. <laughs> That's what I found out. I am 23% reckless. <laughs> 23% running towards the sound of danger. 23%, if you didn't do anything wrong, you don't have anything to worry about, right? It does make things really, um, really clear for me, though, like things that I didn't understand before. Like, I had to learn how to dance by watching BET after school. Um, I am a really good dancer now, like as good as any Asian dance troupe, but I had to appropriate my own culture to do that. Like, I have, a, um, I have no ass. That is a complete sentence. Even the back of my head is flat, like the whole back of me looks like I got smacked with a textbook and it was physics, like it was a thick one. I'm the only comedian who likes to do Zoom comedy because all my topography is right here. This is great, don't go back here. Thank you everybody, I'm Dara M. Wilson. It's been amazing. That's it. That was our event. Plenty of laughs all about politics, gender, race, sexism, you name it. We even had cuss words, y'all. Self-expression is a good thing, especially in the public arena. Big love to all the brave folks who performed during the open mic portion. And again, lots of appreciation to our trio of headliners. If you're craving more and you want to see the entire comedy show, the open mic portion, and the rest of each headliner set, check out the article in show notes for a link to the YouTube recording. On that note, I want to thank everyone who attended that evening and all the folks who tuned in online. Sincere appreciation to the KQED events team who worked behind the scenes to make things happen, especially to my good friend, Sarah Rose Leonard. And hats off to my co-host, Marisol, who really does this comedy stuff. It's admirable because I'm just cracking jokes in my group chat while I sit on the couch. But one day, one day I will share my comedy with the world. 
maybe next time. Stay tuned. Right Now is producer is Marisol Medina Cadena. Kiana Mogram edited this episode. Our production intern is Corey Antonio Rose. Our engineer is Seal Muller. Mike Thompson recorded the audio for this event. Justin Ebrahimi and Rhea Girwal are the engagement experts. Kiana Mogadam is the senior producer of podcast. KQED execs are David Marcus, Jen Chin, and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, reminding you all out there to keep the laughter rolling, man. We'll be back next week with a fresh new episode. Until then, keep laughing, keep loving, take care. Peace. Right Nowish is a KQED production. Funding for Right Nowish comes from Akinati Foundation supporting the development of powerful social change movements to eliminate structural racism. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night. Knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.